0: News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On The Mark with Mark Hespin. On The Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On The Mark. I am Mark Hespin. Follow On The Mark on Facebook. Just search On The Mark, K-H-M-O, on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. We are brought to you by the amazing people of Cunis Country, Hana Hyundai, and their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. Go check out CUNIS Country and everything they have to offer at their dealership at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Or shop online like I did, CUNISQuincy.com. Then I found the vehicle I wanted, went in, made a deal. My guy, Jason Buxman, the general sales manager, tell him Mark sent you. CUNISQuincy.com, faith, family, giving back. That's Country. Alright, what a week in the world of sports, and we will uh, try to uh, compartmentalize a lot of it and get to a lot of it. I got a big NFL preview we're going to get to here uh, coming up in about oh, 20 minutes from now. Uh, we'll look take a look at uh, pretty much every game on the slate this weekend. Uh, we'll check in with the MLB towards the end of the show, uh, as well as uh, what to watch for, and I'll give you my upset lock and uh, toss-up of the week. You know, I was pretty good last week. Just to rem- I'll remind you at the end of the show. We'll take a we'll take a look at it. Uh, thanks everyone so much for joining us. It is a gorgeous morning here in downtown Hannibal. Hopefully it is gorgeous wherever you are. It's like fifty degrees this morning. It's a legitimate fall starting uh, technically on Tuesday. Feels great, and uh, I want to get started with uh, 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 this episode 55 of On the Mark, by the way, uh, by congratulating Hannibal. Nice win for the Pirates uh, last night, and uh, Palmyra also winning ways, winning football here in Northeast Missouri. And uh, let's get started uh, as we always do. Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. The Browns beat the Bengals Thursday night football, 35 to 30, and I know who the Browns are and who the Bengals are for this season after only two games. But I think what's even more interesting is I think I can convince you that I know who the Browns are and who the Bengals are over the next couple years. So just hear me out. Let's start with the – the, not the, the micro, and then we'll go to the macro, right? Micro, small, let's go to this season. Uh, first off, A, uh, congrats to the Browns, kind of saving their season, avoiding that dreaded 0-2 start. Uh, we'll talk about, a lot about that later on in the show. Uh, they, the Browns really showed up to be the Browns that they need to be to win football games right now. Uh, 35 rushing attempts, 215 yards, three touchdowns. Kevin Stefanski looked like he was running that uh, Vikings running back offense. We'll talk about that in a second here. Baker looked good. 16 of 23, 219 yards, a couple tutties, and an INT. That's uh, winning Browns football right now. On the the other side of it, the story of this game really was Joe Burrow. I mean, a great coming out party for Joe Burrow and only his second game no OTAs, no preseason, Joe Burrow was asked to throw the ball 61 times, 37 of 61, 316 yards, three touchdowns, great movement as well, the guy can run, he's a natural runner of the football too, it's not nothing forced, uh, athletic, big, strong guy, and, and Burrow looked great. But let's get into what we think the Browns are for this year. And I think we we can now tell after two games what the Browns are because they played probably the best team or the second best team in football with the Ravens in week one. And then they played one of the worst teams, if not the second or third worst team, the Bengals in week two. And what happens? When they go against the Ravens, the Browns are what I expected them to be, overmatched, outclassed, lack of discipline, and it's not necessarily their fault. The Browns have a lot of talent. They see the pieces. Jarvis, OBJ, Njoku, Hooper, Chubb, you have uh you have uh Baker, first overall pick. Defensively, they got some they got guys, they got Miles Garrett, they got some Studge Richardson. But when you go up against an organization like the Ravens with a new head coach you're going to get outclassed. You're, you're, you're going to, you're going to be, uh, uh, you should be more competitive because of the talent you have, but because it's a first year head coach, they're, they're going to lose games to, to really the elite NFL teams. They're going to lose pretty badly. You know, they go up against the chiefs. They'll go up against a a, a Ravens. They go up against elite NFL teams. They're going to look bad, but then on the flip side, When they have more talent than a team that may have more continuity because of a a head coach that's been there for a year, but when they just have more talent, the Browns can overwhelm you with their talent and and running the football primarily. But it's not like the Browns steamrolled the Bengals like like the Ravens steamrolled the Browns. So the Browns are somewhere in that, okay, they're closer to the bottom half of the league, as opposed to they are closer to the elite half of the league. But we also now can tell, after just two weeks, how the Browns will win football games. They're going to win football games by rushing the ball 35 times for 215 yards or three touchdowns. And because the Browns do not have great back end of the defense, they, they struggle in the safety and corner area of their defense, as you can see letting the rookie Joe Burrow go for 316 yards or three touchdowns, they need to have a lead So, they can at least let Richardson and Miles Garrett, the strength of their defense, pin their ears back and go, go, go. So, that's the micro of what we know the Browns are. And I predicted at the beginning of the season, I thought the Browns would be 7 and 8, 7 and 9, excuse me, 8 and 8, 9 and 7 at an absolute max. I mean, you know, competitive. They'll be around, they'll be in the wild card discussion. Remember, we have three wild card teams this year. Uh, seven teams to make the playoffs. So they're going to be in the discussion. Uh, and uh, I like Kevin Stefanski. And if you can get a real chance and really grow, uh, we'll talk about the Browns on in a, in a macro level here in just a second. Let's look at the Bengals on a micro level. The Bengals, from what we know and what we predicted, they just don't have the talent. I, I think Zach Taylor and, and Joe Burrow can have a really nice uh, career here together. They're really uh, seeming to click offensively. They looked a lot like they did... W- they did more of in week two. What I was expecting them to do in week one was just kind of run LSU's offense. And Zach Taylor seemed receptive to just kind of going back to what Joe Burrow does well. And it works. Joe Burrow, when he's confident, sees the field really well, hits big plays, uh, is willing to scramble and move. The Joe Burrow was the story of this game because Joe Burrow looks like a number one overall pick should look right, like, right? They, he looked like a number one overall pick. Size, moxie, leadership, says all the right things to the podium, plays really, really well, uh, but the Bengals overall, they just don't have the talent, it's, and, 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 and they were leading towards this direction. They went into a tank mode. This is what we expect. Here's my concern for the Bengals as we start to look macro on the Bengals is that we've seen this story before, right? We've seen the guy who's a top-pick quarterback who looks like a top-pick quarterback early on in their career, but they get the you-know-what kicked out of them every single Sunday. Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz. And what I think they could be on the macro level, Matt Stafford of the Lions. You've seen this before, right? Where, they, where the stud comes in, but they just get the the snot knocked out of them their whole rookie year. Now, here's where I think Joe Burrow has a chance to be more Andrew Luck-like and less Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson-like. Is I think Joe Burrow, he's one of those guys that I don't think he's going to be necessarily injury-prone after a year of just one year, that rookie year, getting beat up. You know, Deshaun Watson tore his ACL. Carson Wentz to his second year tore his ACL when he had things clicking. But I worry if we the Bengals do not do everything in their power starting about midway through the season when they're really going to be out of it and... Or In the offseason, doing everything in their power to actually now focus on protecting Joe Burrow and building him an offensive line and getting him a a really reliable stud tight end as a security blanket. They've already got Mixon and A.J. Green. I like those pieces of security blankets for Joe. But they need to start building it up because Joe Burrow is the guy who's not going to shy away from the contact like Andrew Luck did. and I And I really, really worry... That we're looking at, you know, the same story told in a different in a different jersey in a different uniform. So they got to protect him. Now, on the macro level, I I tease that I think, uh, and if you follow on the mark on Facebook, I, I tease a video about 30 minutes before we go on the air, and I said I think the Browns and the Bengals remind me of two current NFC North teams, and I think what we're seeing with the Bengals is they I, I fear they're going to be the Detroit Lions. You're going to have a guy, and in five years from now, we're going to say, "Man, Joe Burrow." If only he was in New England, or if only he was in, insert team here, if only he was with an organization that just could take care of him and keep him upright and and capable, because we're already seeing the talent, right? And in a lot of ways, he reminds me uh, of the uh, the talent, you know, uh, of a Stafford. As a guy who's mobile, big, strong, Got some Moxie to him. He's more vocal than Stafford and I like that. He's got a little more swagger than Stafford. I like that too. But Stafford's got a better arm. So there's some give and take. But I really worry and and historically the Bengals and the and the and the Detroit Lions are very comparable organizations. And I and I really worry that uh, that in 5 years from now, 6 years from now, what do we say about Matt Stafford? Man, it, Stafford's just that guy that I feel like if Stafford was on the Packers, He'd be just, maybe we'd be talking about him like we talk about Aaron Rodgers. And I worry that we're seeing that with Joe Burrow. So Bengals, prove us wrong. Keep him upright this year. Keep him healthy. And then do everything in your power to get this kid an offensive line and a a defense so he's not stuck in shootouts. On the flip side, the Browns. I think this is more interesting. The Browns at their ceiling right now with Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski over the next couple years, I think the Browns at their ceilings will be the Minnesota Vikings. And I think a lot of it's because of Baker Mayfield. I think also they're building the pieces towards that really good defensive line like the Vikings have, a really good running game. they got stud-wide receivers like the Vikings have, and I think their quarterback is the Vikings quarterback. I think Baker Mayfield is Kirk Cousins. I think we're seeing it. Baker should have never been the number one overall pick. I was not a fan of Baker as the number one overall pick. I think they reached. And I think Baker at his core, at his absolute ceiling, is a better Kirk Cousins. And Stefanski has worked with Kirk Cousins. And so I think Stefanski is starting to see that. He would know better than anyone else if I got a Kirk Cousins or not. And I think at, at the absolute ceiling, the Vikings are, I mean, the, the the Browns are the Vikings. Now, I don't think they're the Vikings, you know, I think they're going to look kind of similar to the Vikings this year. I, I picture them both to miss the playoffs and be around that eight and eight mark. But I think the Browns with Baker Mayfield and where they're going with Kevin Stefanski, their absolute ceiling over the next couple of years is the ceiling we've seen the Vikings in the past two to three years. Make the playoffs, maybe an upset. Make a little noise because they got a ton of guys, but overall, they just don't have the special at quarterback to make a Super Bowl run. I'm willing to stake my reputation on that. I, I, I've, I've never was, I never bought into Baker. I thought his Heisman was a was a Oklahoma Heisman. That was a uh, Lincoln Riley Heisman. As we've seen now with the other guys to follow, with Jalen Hurts and with uh, Kyler Murray. So there you go. Uh, I think we know what the Browns and the Bengals are this year, and I think we know what the Browns and the Bengals are in the future. Can they prove me wrong? We'll wait and see. All right. Uh, you're listening on the mark here on Newstalk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app. I am Mark Hespin. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespin. Brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. Faith Family giving back. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. The state of the NBA. It's LeBron's bubble. LeBron James and the Lakers last night, they dismantled the Nuggets in game one of the Western Conference Finals, 126-114. It wasn't even really that close. They take a 1-0 lead. And after the game, LeBron James was asked about Giannis Antetokounmpo winning his second MVP, second in a row, and LeBron James finishing second to Giannis in the MVP voting. And LeBron James simply said, it pissed me off. Honest answer. And kudos for LeBron James for being at a point of career where he can say that and he feels comfortable saying that. He has the support system around him, the branding around him to say that, and he doesn't have to be politically correct. I love hearing that from LeBron James. I absolutely love it. And he's right. We talked about it last week. I don't have to rehash old arguments. He should be pissed off. He should be the MVP of the league. The MVP in in the NBA should mean less now. It should mean less. And we should take that into account when we're talking about all-time greats. The NBA MVPs from about 2013 on have uh, mean less. It has become purely a storyline regular season award. And again, I don't want to spend too much time on it. I beat you over the head with that last week. But the I can already see the narrative going now, right? We can see the narrative. Oh, man, just give LeBron the title. Put an asterisk. I'm drinking a Bud Light at the bar tonight with my buddies. And LeBron stinks. This is BS. Whatever. NBA's rigged. LeBron, he doesn't have to go through the Clippers. He doesn't have to face Giannis and the Bucks. Uh, two more Bud Lights. You know, you know, make it a seltzer. You know, these things are pretty good. These actually these things are pretty good. Yeah, don't be that guy. That's why you listen to me, so you don't have to be that guy. Be an elevated sports fan. Understand that actually what LeBron is going through, and if you're watching these NBA games like I have been, the bubble is a whole nother animal. And the bubble is elevating young talent, and it is hurting veteran teams. And we've talked about this before, but look at the veteran teams. When we went a month ago, before the playoffs started in the bubble, what do we all say? Well, you know, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Raptors, the Bucks, Rockets, those are the teams you got to look out for. Everyone said, oh, well, the Celtics are a little young and, you know, they don't have the length to deal with the veterans of the, the and Giannis and the Bucks." And what do we say in the West? Oh, well, the, the Mavs are, are fun and the Nuggets are fun. But, you know, the veterans, hey, the playoffs, veterans. And I said it too because historically that's accurate. This is the first time in my lifetime and I think the first time ever we're seeing veteran teams get stumped because they don't have that home court advantage. These young teams are thriving on the fact that they're just going out and playing basketball. This is like AAU ball. We're in a, we're in a, no fans, no one here, but our families watching us and let's go. And LeBron James deserves credit for being the one veteran team left standing to have gotten his guys to buy in, focus in, you know, I was watching the Clippers get eliminated the other day. And I tweeted it out. And if you follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespin, you, you may have seen it. And I and I people can laugh it off as a hot take, but I think it's there's legitimacy to this. LeBron James is maybe the biggest whiner and complainer that we watch when we watch NBA, right? And it and I think there's a legitimate, you can knock him for it. It's kind of annoying. Every single thing that goes against him, he is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, there's that clip that went viral. That's our ball. That's our ball. That's our ball. I mean, the guy is an actor. He is ridiculous to watch on the court. But on the flip side, Kawhi Leonard disappears. He disappears. And as the Nuggets were emotionally running away with that game seven, not once did the camera turn to Kawhi. Did he show fire? Did he show passion? Did he show intensity? Did he lead his guys? That's Kawhi's team. He didn't lead his guys. Now, LeBron, for all the faults of the flopping and the crybaby stuff, there's real leadership there, and there's accountability. And for what it's worth, we all know If LeBron's not happy with you and you're not giving LeBron what you want, you're out of town. Bye, Brandon Ingram. Bye, Lonzo Ball. I didn't even want to deal with Andrew Wiggins in Cleveland. Bye, Felicia. For what it's worth, there's some legitimacy to that. And I would argue that in the NBA right now, you're not only playing against the teams on the court, the opponents on the court, which the Nuggets are a real team. They're very good. So whoever wins this NBA championship, there won't be the asterisk of the sense that, oh, LeBron, you didn't have to go through the best players. Because mentally, right now, the the grind that they're going through in this bubble, it's real. And LeBron is, is once again shining compared to everyone else, the veterans falling off. Look at all the veterans and the MVPs that are not in this bubble right now, that we're not talking about. Steph, Katie, Kyrie. Harden, Kawhi, Paul George, Giannis, Kyle Lowry. They're gone. What's left is LeBron, young Boston, young Denver, young Miami, and LeBron. Uh, speaking of Miami really quick before uh, we take our first break, kudos to the Heat for taking a nice 2-0 lead on the Celtics. I uh, Last week, I I had the Heat in six, I predicted, I uh, can go back and listen to it on the uh, on the Mark podcast. I, I feel really strongly about that. Still, I, I even think of the Heat at this point. Um, man, they the Heat are what the what the Clippers were, were. We were promised the Clippers were right. They're a bunch of dogs. They play hard. That's legitimately what the Heat are. Uh, and it's funny because you always thought about what if LeBron could have a team like the Heat around him, just guys who were pure shooters and dogs and selfless and would follow him. And I think he's getting that to a little bit extent in, ho- in, in L.A. right now. But, man, Jimmy Butler is just so I- – I'm so happy for him. And I'm so happy that uh, the Heat were willing to do this. And I wish my Bulls would have had the foresight to see this and do this. And just say, no, no, no. You need one guy who's a dog and then a bunch of y- youth shooters hard nose and a coach like Spolstra. And kudos to Spolstra as well. But Hero, Robinson, Crowder, Jokic, Olenek, Bam, Iguodala, they all buy into Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler is the MVP of that team. Don't get it wrong. He's not going to average the most points. He's not going to shoot the most. But he is the MVP of that team. He is the engine, the catalyst. That team only works and is only here because of Jimmy Butler. And they bought into it. And uh, it looks like the Heat are going to be competing for an NBA Finals championship. And again, they are a team, I think, better suited to beat the Lakers than the Celtics are. Because they got dogs. And Jimmy Butler and that team, they are focused. They are singularly minded. They're there to win. And kudos to them. All right, we got to take a break. You're listening on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, another long stretch. We're going to do NFL preview. It's going to be another long stretch commercial free stretch as we look into the nfl uh stick around live and local on a saturday it's on the mark on Newstalk 1070 KMO. brought to you by Cunis country you've got a lot
1: i'm megan hoffer and welcome to heartbeat i think we can agree there are tons of distractions in our world today constant notifications on your phone unread emails new shows to watch the list goes on and on it can be challenging to take a break from all the noise even when you do stop, then you get anxious worrying you're going to miss something. What would your day look like if you intentionally took a break and unplugged? Instead of endless scrolling on your phone, put the distractions aside and take the time to pause, pray, and lean into God's presence. Be intentional. Take the time to listen to God. Just as you take the time to update your newsfeed, He wants an update too. Psalm twenty nine eleven says, the Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army.
0: KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on Newstalk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. On the Mark is made possible by the amazing people at Kunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. They're the best, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, across from the Village Inn. Tell them Mark sent you. Shop online today, cunisquincy.com. Welcome on back to the show. Follow On The Mark on Facebook. Just search On The Mark, K-H-M-O on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. All right, let's get into it. NFL Week 2 preview. What I love about Week 2, it it's one of the most unique weeks, because you have these very specific battles, right? You have the 1-0 and versus 1-0. You have the 0-1 versus 0-1. Then you have the mix of the desperate versus the content 1-0, 0-1. This is really, you never, you, you rarely get this again where it's like there's so much urgency for every single team, for the most part. So let's get into it. Let's start with the battle of the 0-1 teams, right? These are the teams... That have so much desperation. This these games are are season on the line, right? That's what you you could say. And and I get it. You know, historically falling 0-2, it knocks your chances to make the playoffs down considerably, like under 50%. Uh, that's gonna change now going forward over the next decade with the uh, seventh team added to the playoffs. But I think there's some matchups here that this really holds true for. Let's start with the Falcons and the Cowboys. Two oh and one teams. This is at Dallas. It's a noon game. Um Obviously, the Falcons' uh, offense is already in mid-season form. Uh, and again, I can't fault the Falcons too much because I went so high on Russell Wilson. You guys know this. I think Russell Wilson is brilliant, and he was brilliant against their very bad defense. What worries me for the Falcons, though, already is though Dan Quinn, the defensive coach, how he can have his offense so fine-tuned and be a defensive guy who got his start in Seattle— and be that bad defensively. Uh, The Falcons, uh, I'll give them a slight pass because I think the Seahawks are very good. Uh, And the Falcons have shown me already through week one, and we kind of knew this, that they can go toe-to-toe offensively with anyone. Meanwhile, flip side the Cowboys, the Cowboys' offense was horrendous in the second half of that game versus the Rams. Now, the Rams' defense is I think uh, an upper echelon defense, mainly because they just have the two absolute studs. And I don't want to hear the whining about, oh, the the call, the no call on Jalen Ramsey. The Cowboys were so bad uh, in the second half of that game, only putting up three points. They had the lead at halftime, remind you. They only put up three points with that many offensive weapons. I think this team is, uh, this game is uh, is close. It's tight. Uh, and it is both teams in absolute desperation. One thing I know is the Falcons offense is probably the best unit on the field on Sunday. I like the Falcons slightly over the Cowboys, Vikings and Colts. Again, two teams that, uh, didn't expect to be Oh, and one, especially the Colts. They were a huge disappointment for a lot of people in week one, losing to the Jags like that, um, the Vikings, I think we saw a lot of why I thought the Vikings were going to be about 8-8 and this year. I think offensively, they take a step back when you lose Diggs and Stefanski. I think defensively, they are just injury-prone right now. They lost guys uh, in the offseason. That's just not the same defense. Uh, Daniil Hunter, not 100%. So uh, the Colts and Vikings... Uh, Colts flip side. Philip Rivers was Philip Rivers, and and losing Marlon Mack is bad. Um, I think the Vikings and the Colts are very. This is too. I mean, this is like the the toss up. This is my toss up of the week. Uh, you you easily like this just go go either way. I have no idea. I really don't. I, I like the the Colts slightly, just because I think I have uh, a a better. Offensive line, they're at home. And I think they'll they're gonna unleash Jonathan Taylor this week. Uh 49ers and Jets. Now, this on paper, you'd say, oh, the 49ers are gonna roll the Jets, but 49ers without Kittle. Uh the Jets obviously injury prone right now as well. A uh, long travel for the Niners. I like the Niners to win. I think it's closer than you think. The Jets uh, were you could easily say were maybe the worst team, week one. So whenever that team that's really, really bad week one. Uh, and they have some semblance of talent. Obviously, they're not gonna be without Le'Veon Bell. I think it'll end up being closer. Like, it wouldn't shock me if like it's 10 nothing jets at the end of the first, but then the 49ers wave and it comes back, you know, 24, uh, 16, something like that. A little closer than you think, but I'll take the Niners. Panthers, Bucks, uh, two desperate teams. Uh, Bucks, way more desperate, way more talented. Not gonna spend too much time on it. I think the Bucks roll the Panthers pretty easily this week. The Panthers defense was bad last week. Now the Raiders offense is is the best part of the Raiders, but they're not a prolific offense and they made Derek Carr look like a stud. He was averaging like 8 yards a throw and that's not really Derek Carr's game. Uh the Bucks win that one pretty easily. Now we have the Are They For Real, right? 1 and 0 versus 1 and 0. So I think the, the biggest maybe surprise with the Are They For Real 1 and 0 1 and 0 Washington versus Arizona. The fact that these teams are both one and zero, you know, I I predicted the Washington upset on a on a podcast that I do with my buddy Dan Vasco, uh, and Arizona, I certainly didn't think they'd be one and zero. I thought the Niners would take care of Arizona, but Kyler Murray, folks, this kid looks for real. Uh, I think Arizona takes care of Washington. I had I had Washington on an emotional Week One win. I think you can only win so many games with just purely emotion. I think a little of that dies off. Uh, the Washington defensive line is very good, but I still think Arizona, too many weapons on offense, uh, they'll take care of it. And the and the back end of the defense of Arizona is very good, Buda Baker. Uh, now let's move to the Jags-Titans. Uh, Titans will roll in this game. I think the Titans' offensive line running game, and uh, I think uh, the Titans getting home, not playing, getting back to their normal schedule, Right. Just noon on a Sunday playing the Jags. Not late in Monday night against the Broncos. I also think emotional win for the Jags. I think they take a step down. I think Garner still looks good. But eventually the talent overweighs the Titans take care of the Jags. Chiefs, Chargers, come on. This is my lock of the week. Chargers, uh, Chiefs are going to roll the Chargers. Uh, They're playing in NLA on that turf Fast turf. They've <laughs> been making the jokes about the fast turf. I don't know if the, I don't. It's a lot of points to give to the Chargers minus nine, but with how bad the Chargers' offense looked against a very bad Bra- Bengals defense, as we saw the Browns take care of it, I, I this could get ugly quick, folks. Uh, I like the Chiefs, and then uh, Saints Raiders uh, Monday night. One and teams. Saints offense looked. Very non-explosive, and now they lose Michael Thomas. This could be an emotional. Even though I think the Saints are the better team on the road Monday night, new stadium. I know there's no fans. I, I kind of like the Raiders to upset the Chiefs in this uh, the Saints, excuse me, in this game. Finally the uh the fi- uh, the final one of the 1-0 teams that I think is a f- maybe the best and the most fascinating can't wait to watch matchup. So glad it's Sunday night football Pat Seattle. Uh the Patriots 1-0, Seattle 1-0. I like Seattle to win this game. But I cannot wait to see what these teams look like against each other. They know each other well, the coaches do. A little bit of a rivalry, um, uh, and the rivalry between Russell and Cam. They, the the Seahawks and the Panthers played each other in the playoffs a couple times. Big regular season matchups. How much will Cam run in Week Two? Can't wait to watch. I like Seattle though at home, uh, in in a, a pretty comfortably. All right, and then finally, the one and O versus the O and one, which is a which is so fascinating because it is the teams that you're like, oh. Oh crap! They're one and zero. They won that last week, and so they're kind of feeling good. They're running a high versus the teams that are zero and one that are that are really desperate. Um, let's start with the Lions versus the Packers. The, the Lions back. So much of this is going to have to do with the Lions injury report. Is Gallaudet playing? Where are the corners at for the Lions? I don't, I think the Lions can attack the the Packers defense better than the Vikings did. I think this game is close. Um, I'll take the Packers, though. They keep rolling. They get to 2-0. The Lions fall to 0-2. Adrian Peterson, a little bit of an X-factor. He really showed up against the Bears. I didn't think he was going to be an X-factor this year. The Bears defense, I think, is better than the Packers defense. So there's something to watch for there. Um, Close, but I'll take the Packers. Rams and Eagles. Probably my second most interesting game that I can't wait to watch this weekend. Uh, I'll keep my eye on it through the noon slate. Because I like the Rams. I was high on the Rams. I had them just missing the playoffs, but I think the Rams are going to be very good. I I was very high on the Eagles. I had the Eagles 12-4 and winning the East. The Eagles are the team with the most pressure on them to get a win, and they're going up against a, a team that is a nightmare for them. This is an absolute nightmare. Aaron Donald versus that pathetic Eagles offensive line. Man, this is going to be crazy to watch. This is going to be uh this is going to be one of those if Eagles go to 0 and 2, I mean full panic mode. So I cannot wait to watch Doug Peterson what he does scheme-wise to move the ball more effectively. Eagles already dealing with massive injuries. I actually like though the Eagles in this game purely because I think they're the more desperate team. Uh I don't feel confident about it. It's a toss-up. Um, the Rams, I think, are the better team right now. Uh, I just can't see the Eagles falling to 0-2. Ravens-Texans. Ravens is going to roll them. Uh, I know the Texans have extra time to prepare. Uh, this is a late game in Houston. Uh, but uh, let's just be honest. This this Texan offense, that didn't look good. This Ravens defense looks legit. And and I and I just think that Lamar and the and the Ravens are just way better right now, uh, so let's not spend too much time. I don't overthink the room. Ravens over the Texans. Broncos. Steelers. I, you know, the Steelers. I like them a lot in this game uh, purely because, again, this Broncos offense. What we saw for them late Monday night, kind of what we thought. This young offense. There's a lot of potential. Is Courtin Sutton going to play? A lot of potential. A lot of firepower but young and inexperienced and a great Steelers defense versus a, a Denver defense that has lost their stinger in Vaughn Miller. I like the Steelers. Bill's Dolphins uh, closer than the experts think because Bills got to travel down to Miami. It is going to be warm down there. Um, I, and, and, you know, this is one of those Fitzpatrick games where he comes and shows up. I think the Bills are the better team. I like the Bills to win, but closer than you think. And then finally, my Bears versus the Giants. All right, so here's my take on the Bears. Let me just get some Bears love in here uh, before we, uh, before I, you know, go way too off the deep end. Mitch Trubisky was brilliant in the fourth quarter. Eight for 10, 89 yards, three touchdowns, 143, yard pa- 143 passer rating, and the Giants defense is nothing special. 20-yard scramble, too, on top of that. I'll, let me just say this. I think that's the type of win and the type of confidence that you see now. This Bears team gets some real momentum. And I think the defense, they know they didn't play great, and the offense saved them late. And I think that's just one of those locker room things. I also think the extend Allen Robinson thing is real. I think these players love A Rob. They're going to fight for Allen Robinson. I think you're going to see Allen Robinson have a big game. I think this Giants uh, offensive line is going to get overwhelmed like the the Steelers did to the Giants. Bears are going to do the Giants. Bears have, uh, 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 you know, the Giants are on that uh, Monday night game, short of rest. It's maybe a little closer than you think early. I think the Bears are slow starters, but I think the Bears end up overwhelming them. Watch out for like a defensive touchdown uh, maybe a Cordell Patterson, something on on a special play. A-Rob has a big game. Mitch looks good. Uh, Confidence building win. I'll take the Bears something like 24-16, something like that. Maybe 27-16. I think the Bears win comfortably in this game. Improved to 2-0. The Giants, like I said, I just don't see it necessarily with Judge. And again, it's so hard Without the offseason, without the pre uh, preseason, uh, I think the I think Saquon gets more than nine yards rushing. I think the Bears they they they're, they they will give him some gashes, but uh, watch out for the Bears defense. Khalil Mack to have a big gay two, game two sack game. All right. There you go. That's your week two NFL preview. We can uh, hold me to it next week as we'll check on in. Uh, this is on the mark brought to you by Cunis country, Honda Hyundai faith family giving back when we come back quick MLB check-in and then we'll wrap up the show with what we're watching for this weekend. And I'll readdress my upset lock and toss up of the week. You've got a lot of,
2: we know staying home isn't as easy as it looks. It's hard sitting out of family gatherings, missing out on milestones like graduation or the birth of a new family member. For many, staying home has meant job loss and financial hardship. People call healthcare workers heroes. You're a hero too. We're the infectious diseases experts fighting COVID-19 in hospitals, public health departments, and laboratories across the country. You're giving up a lot to keep yourself, your loved ones, and your community safe. It's not easy giving up things that were once part of everyday life. Going to work, eating at a restaurant, Spending time with friends. When you stay home, you're helping us win the fight against COVID-19. Keep it up. We'll emerge strong and healthy together again. Sponsored by the Infectious Diseases Society of America Foundation. For more COVID-19 information, visit IDSAfoundation.org. Do you worry about how much someone
1: drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved?
0: Do you feel you attract people who tend to be compulsive or abusive?
1: Do you have money problems because of someone else's drinking? Are you afraid or embarrassed to bring your friends home?
0: Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking?
1: If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone.
0: More than half of all adults have a family history of alcoholism.
2: Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic. Families and friends
0: are suffering too. Al-Anon, Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org/help. Every year, baseball provides great finishes on a nightly basis. When you listen to the game, you just don't know who that next hero might be. Walk-off homers,
2: walk-off hits, walk-off moments. This is Matt Carpenter. It's a Redbird winner! Yadier Molina scores on the hit by Matt Carpenter. Listen to Mike, John, and Rick all season long on your radio. Don't miss a minute of it. Cardinals baseball, time to fly. Cardinals
0: baseball on News Talk 1070, KHMO Hannibal. Start ch- today with daytime highs approaching 69. Winds out of the southeast, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Clear skies and quiet again tonight. Lows around 46. Highs around 73 tomorrow. Ample sunshine expected. Dry with temperatures near average Monday and Tuesday and highs in the upper 70s. Right now, 54. Well, welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. I am Mark Hespin. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespin. Uh, follow the show on the mark, KHMO, on Facebook. Just search Facebook on the mark, KHMO. Brought to you by Cunis Country, Honda, Hyundai, over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. You guys are the best. Jason Buxman and the crew over there, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell the Mark Sentia Faith, Family, Giving Back, that is Cunis Country. Join the family like I have. Don't regret it at all. An amazing decision. I get in my truck some days, and I'm just like, how in God's name did they get me in this truck? They just work magic. Like, hey, let's, ma- let's make it happen. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, I want to check in with the MLB here really quickly before we take our final break. Uh, the Cardinals maybe saved their season last yesterday. A day that could be living infamy for Cardinals and their playoff chances. Uh, September 18th, 2020. Winning both games, the doubleheader against Pittsburgh was huge. They are now back into the playoff race as if the playoffs were to start today. I think this is going to be something really interesting, though, with the with the Cardinals only right now, if they were to play the rest of their games, hitting 58 games. It's going to be this tight. I think the MLB is going to have to pause Let the Cardinals play those two other games to get that 60 games in so everyone played 60, and then go from there. That's how tight it is. But uh, the Cardinals got to finish off the Pirates this weekend. Got to go 2-0, one today, tomorrow, to to really try to cement them to be in the playoff hunt because they had fallen out of it as of Thursday. I mean, literally, uh, Friday was a game saver for them in in the doubleheader win. Cubs, meanwhile, stay really, really hot. Five in a row now, eight and two, the last 10. They're winning games uniquely. Javi stealing home. Uh, They're putting up big numbers, still hitting homers. But then like last night, the professor, Kyle Hendricks, you know, pitches a gem, gets to Jeffress, locks it up, a 1-0 win. Cubs are winning in different ways. That's good to see. Meanwhile, the Yankees, they found their swagger. Holy smokes. They found their swagger at at the right time for Yankees fans. They are just assaulting baseballs. And shout out to the Southsiders, my second favorite baseball team. I don't know if I ever really talk about this, but I really like the White Sox. I'm just one of those people like, because baseball's not as high in my priority list, I would never buy White Sox gear. Does that make sense? I like the White Sox. I got a White Sox koozie. I went. I go to White Sox games. I lived in Chicago all the time. Uh, it's just if the Cubs are playing the Sox, come on. I'm, I believe Cubby Blue. But congrats to them. First time playoffs in 12 years. Uh, I think they're going to be a real... They remind me so much of the Cubs in 15. I, I wouldn't shock me at all if they make uh, the conference, uh, you know, finals... Uh, they can they can really, really do some damage, and they are just getting started. They are scraping the surface of their potential. And it's really exciting to see on the south side. And I would absolutely love nothing more than a Cubs-White Sox World Series. They'd have to let fans in. You'd have to come you know. You'd have to. Chicagoans would riot. You'd have to let fans in. Uh, when we come back, final break, let's take a look at what we're watching for this weekend, and I'll reaffirm you with my uh, my uh, lines that I like for this weekend. A little betting action. We're live and local. It's on the mark here on News Talk 1070K. Chamo brought to you by Cunis Country. Go to Cunisquincy.com. You've got a lot of
3: minutes a child becomes a victim of sex trafficking in the U.S. It's happening right now. Don't turn off the radio or change the channel. Don't cover your kids' ears, no matter how much you want to ignore it. Child trafficking is real. In fact, it's happening in your town. And you know what our greatest weapon against child trafficking is? It's our children. It's time to act with PACT. That's Partners Against Child Trafficking. PACT works to teach students how to identify the warning signs of child trafficking so they can help other vulnerable kids around them. PAC student ambassadors receive in-depth training on the issue and design a project to raise awareness, reduce victimization, and disrupt demand. Visit PAC.city to start donating today. That's P-A-C-T.C-I-T-Y. And for as little as $5 a month, you can help end child exploitation.
0: We're KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Well, welcome on back to On The Mark here on Newstalk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Kunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. It's as simple as this. If you're even thinking about trading in a vehicle or getting into a new vehicle, and you're out there listening, you would be doing yourself such a disservice if you don't at least go check out CUNIS Country at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Over 3,000 new news vehicles to choose from. Tell them Mark sent you. Great, great people at CUNIS Country. I'm very proud to be part of the CUNIS family. All right, uh, what to watch for this weekend. Obviously, when I get off the air, what am I doing when I get home? U.S. Open. That's right, golf major today. Um, The two guys I hate the most in golf, Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau, are your leaders. So it leads us to say I'm a Justin Thomas fan this weekend. A couple other golfers that I like that aren't too far out of it, Bubba Watson hanging around there at plus one, Tony Finau plus two, Rory and Dustin Johnson at plus three. So you got some guys out there, some big names, uh, hopefully make a run at the leaderboard, and hopefully Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau have a horrible day today. (laughs) Just not fans. I can't can't help it. I don't like those guys. I don't like them. All right, uh, coming up, uh, what else are we watching for? Obviously, you guys know me. I like a little NASCAR, especially the playoffs. Last week, I made some good money off of my guy, uh, Brad Keselowski winning at Richmond. Uh, this is at Bristol. Denny Hamlin defending champion. Denny's got to be the favorite. Um, this could be Denny's chance to lock up that win. Because remember, we're moving on to the next stage. Playoffs getting pared down, pared down, pared down in NASCAR. That's at 630 tonight. I'll definitely be tuning into that. On NBCSN. Uh, Saturday, baseball. We got Cardinals baseball against the Pirates, 6:05 for you tonight. Uh, Cubs, tonight, they're taking on the Twins again, 7:15. And then uh, Cardinals, Pirates wrap up tomorrow, 3:05. Cubs and Twins, Sunday night baseball, 6 o'clock. We obviously know the NFL schedule, everything going on. NBA action, though. Don't sleep on the fact that today you got Celtics Heat game three seven thirty. That'll be on uh, the laptop as I'm watching a little NASCAR on the TVs. Uh, quickly, upset of the week. I got the Falcons. They're getting four and a half points. I think the Falcons outright win the game, so I'll definitely take Falcons to the points four and a half. Toss up of the week: Rams and Eagles. It's a one as Rams getting a point and a half. I would stay away from betting it. I think this will be a fascinating watch. Uh, I just like I said with my toss up of the week last week, it was close, wasn't it? I had the Carolina and the and the and the Raiders. My upset of the week last week hit Bears over Lions. My lock of the week last week hit Ravens over Browns, and I think this one's easy too: Chiefs over uh, Chargers. And honestly, I've convinced myself swallow the points minus nine. Swallow the points. And Chargers. They couldn't move the ball against the the Bengals. What makes me think they're going to move the ball against the Chiefs defense? And the Chiefs are going to absolutely shred that Chargers defense. No Derwin James. I, I worry about the pass rush. Obviously, Bosa and Ingram are very good, but that's that's what I'm feeling on that. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. This is On The Mark. Thank you so much for tuning in, as you guys always do every week. I really appreciate it. I cannot wait for this.